1: chair sure now recognizes Ms. Green for for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Before we begin, I would like to let the committee and everyone watching at home that parental discretion is advised.
2: uh Oh, parental discretion is advised. Must be pictures of Hunter Biden with prostitutes again. She held up the had uh, the you know the whether the foam core board uh, with. Uh, couple of several photos from Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, she had little black boxes over the naughty bits, but still the entirety of the news media blurred the the photos completely because, you know, their, their goal is to make Marjorie Taylor Greene look bad, not Hunter Biden, what with the hookers, for which he took tax deductions, which is... You know the issue on the table. We all know about the Russian prostitutes and the Russian gangsters and and the money. Turns out, uh, what is the the dollar figure yesterday? Seventeen million dollars. Seventeen million dollars. And and it's uh, good stuff. Congressman Comer raised a pretty fundamental question, one that I've been asking for quite some time, and and that is. What exactly is Hunter Biden's job for which he is being paid millions of dollars by various entities overseas from China to Ukraine and Romania and Russia? Uh, And uh, why does the New York Times think this, this is a rhetorical question, think this is a non-issue, pretty amazing, pretty amazing stuff. Big hearing yesterday, where did it go, six and a half hours uh, with uh, the two IRS whistleblowers and uh, it was full of good television. And the Democrats, you know, because our entire political system is nothing more than a cable television show at this point, I'm sorry to report, but the uh, CNN didn't carry it, right? And MSDNC didn't carry it. They just didn't carry it. They carry any anti-Trump hearing from bumper to bumper because, you know, it's about their politics and not about journalism. They're not actually covering the news. They're covering up the news. They uncover the news in the way that 7-Up is the uncola. You know, they're not in the journalism business. They're in a completely different business. Uh, but it was full of great stuff, and I've got a bunch of it for you today. Uh, it turns out, it's come, it may come as a shock to you, the uh, Biden family is involved in all kinds of really suspicious, probably corrupt stuff, business dealings overseas, $17 million. And, and they're expecting, they're still looking into it and digging up, digging up more stuff. So there's going to be more, going to be more money, more countries, uh, more and it's all fine because hey, hey, you didn't lay a glove on Joe Biden. Oh, always oh, <laughs> First of all, it's not about laying a glove on Joe Biden. It's uh, about getting to the truth and holding our government accountable and our senior government leaders accountable and, and seeing if they're corrupt. That's what it's actually about. They have no interest in any of this because that's that's not their bag, you know what I mean. But we've got a bunch for you on the, the IRS uh, hearing from yesterday. With the two whistleblowers, two whistleblowers, and the Democrats, they just wanted to obstruct it, right? That was their goal: was to was to slap down anyone that brings up, um, you know, bad news for the Democrat Party, which is what it's all about. It's a team sport, uh, and it's a vicious, nasty, mean-spirited because the left is involved, and the left is just the nastiest, most mean-spirited bunch of people you're ever going to encounter anywhere. Uh, So we've got that going for us. Also, I don't know if you saw this, The Washington Times has the story, and amazingly, The Washington Post doesn't. It's not really amazingly. uh, That was uh, satire. But here's the headline from The uh, the Washington Times. Illegal immigrant kids. You know, this is our southern border, Joe Biden's open border, the Democrats' open border policies and uh, all the many lies that they tell. Illegal immigrant kids with tuberculosis... Tuberculosis, TB. TB still exists? It does in other countries. Hey, wait. The Democrats are reintroducing it to the United States. What? How would you do that? Well, you'd take uh, kids with tuberculosis and you'd send them around the country. And here's the headline. Illegal immigrant kids with tuberculosis infections released in 44 states. 44 states. Why not all 50 plus the District of Columbia? What about the territories? Uh, so the, the Democrats, the Biden administration, you know, anybody uh, see the movie The Godfather? You, you're familiar with this movie? It was a good movie. It's from the 1970s and uh, Godfather and young, young Vito Andolini coming in from uh, Sicily to uh, the Statue of Liberty, Ellis Island. And uh, they uh, found that young Vito Andolini was sick. They tested him to see if he had any uh, viruses or illnesses and they quarantined him, young Vito Andolini. He uh, grew up to be uh, Vito Corleone, because he was really Vito Andolini from the town of Corleone in Sicily, um, and they read the card wrong, so they, they misnamed him Vito Corleone. That's when he became Vito Corleone, but he was really Vito Andolini. That's not important now. They quarantined him at Ellis Island because he was found to be uh, carrying an infection, a disease, and they didn't just release him into the country. But uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats, Illegal immigrant kids with tuberculosis infections released into 44 states. Only 44. Which uh, states do you think were excluded from this? Do you think they were Democrat Party strongholds? Is that, uh, is that what you might think? Because I wouldn't be at all surprised if that were the case. And, uh, and the Washington Post doesn't have this story because they don't actually report the news. However, the Washington Post does have kind of an amusing story today that... My best girl and I found this morning. My best girl found it and she told me about it. I didn't actually find it myself. But it's, a, uh, it's an amazing story, too. Henry Kissinger, you know Henry Kissinger. Uh, the Democrats hate him, but they hate everybody, don't they? Uh, Henry Kissinger flew to China. He's in China right now. He's visiting China, the communist country, Henry Kissinger. And I know what you're thinking. Henry Kissinger is 100 years old. He is literally 100 years old. He turned 100 years old recently. In China, warm welcome for Kissinger amid tense time in U.S. relationship. Now, uh, bolt neck there, John Kerry, our weatherman. Uh, should he be called the weatherman? <laughs> he's he's going to fix the weather on the planet Earth by flying around on private jets. Uh, that's his that's his plan, and uh, he's getting paid to do it. It's kind of an amazing deal. And he didn't really need to get paid because he married a multi-billionaire, but that's okay. In China, a warm welcome for Kissinger amid tense time in U.S. relationship. Antony Blinken, our uh, Secretary of State, who is a mealy-mouthed person, not as much of a ferret as our National Security Advisor, uh, Jake Sullivan. They're really kind of an embarrassment. The whole whole passel of them are an embarrassment. Not exactly a strong bunch. Uh, But... um, Blinken was there recently and they dumped all over him. Then uh, Boltneck came along to talk about the weather. Hey, the weather's kooky, isn't it? And uh, they uh, dumped all over him. Our defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, was in the region for a defense ministerial. And the Chinese, his Chinese counterpart, the Chinese defense minister, wouldn't even meet with our defense secretary. They they scoff at her. And you remember uh, Janet Yellen, our treasury secretary, she went over there to bow and bow and bow. And then they released a story that she was fed magic, magic mushrooms, you know, hallucinogenic mushrooms, and maybe that's why she was bowing and kowtowing to the, to the Chinese. Um, and maybe that's true, and maybe it's not. Uh, it's anybody's guess because it's coming from, coming from the Biden administration. So we got a little of this and, uh, and a little of that. Lots of, lots of stuff, thanks to the, uh, to the Democrats. And the headline <clears throat> at Fox News and not in the Washington Post, um, and also the New York Post, foreign nationals gave Biden family and associates over 17 million dollars. IRS whistleblower claims. See, and that's at 17 million dollars just between friends. It's not really a big thing. That's uh, that's okay. They, you know, they need to buy some oceanfront houses too, just like everybody else. Uh, also in Washington D.C., I found this in my the uh, metro sectional of today's Washington Post. An 11-year-old's robbery charges were dropped in uh, Washington, D.C. An 11-year-old kid was out there robbing people with a gun, right, and he was arrested recently. And then they said, oh, you can go home. Have your single mom take care of you and everything will be fine. Well, he was just arrested again for uh, armed robbery, and he's out there on the street with a gun, uh, and I think he's got an, an ankle uh, uh, monitor, right? Ankle bracelet uh, monitor. And uh, so the uh, Washington Post buried it in the uh, metro sectional. They have the A sectional, then the metro sectional. And 11-year-old boy's robbery charges were dropped. Then he was rest- arrested again. That's uh, the that's thing. I was uh, telling you yesterday about how the state of Illinois is doing away with bail, doing away with bail for criminals because the Democrats know that they're all Democrats and they, they need their votes and it's their kids and everything. So, um, you know, they're <laughs> they're, it, it's honestly, the pattern is, uh, is unmistakable. But a, a story, another story, because they're doing away with bail and now everybody's saying, well, you think the crime's bad now, just uh, wait till the Democrats get done with the place. They've got some plans. And we had like uh, 50 Cent, I like to call them 50. Uh, some people like to call them 50 Cent. But uh, that, that would be silly because, you know, you read about him, it's F-I-D-D-Y. So Fiddycent, who's a rapper, he was shot nine times. He's been shot nine times. And uh, he's a sturdy sort. And uh, he recently said, oh, in Los Angeles, the Democrats are doing away with bail. He said, you know, you think the place is bad now? Uh, it's about to get really bad. And now in the state of Illinois, where Chicago resides, the city of Chicago, they've done away with uh, cash bail. Uh, statewide. And, uh, and everybody is freaking out because the Democrats are just making things. This is them making things better. all right. And soon it will burn to the ground, the whole country, which is their more long-term plan. So we got that going. But there is an amazing story out of Chicago. Chicago's richest man, a multi-billionaire, moving his $22 billion company to Florida, citing soaring crime rates. Soaring crime rates being cited. That's why the uh, man, hes I think he's worth $27 billion, but his company is worth $22 billion. He has already moved himself and his family to Florida. He was a downtown Chicago guy. He lived in the city, multi-billionaire, hedge fund manager. And he moved to Florida because he said, this is crazy. My employees keep getting robbed and stabbed and, you know, things. So uh, he fled. And then he's like, you know, I got to take my company out of Chicago, too. So he's taking his $22 billion company, 1,000 employees or something, uh, out of Chicago. And the Democrats yell at him and call him names because they're insane. I think uh, that could be the thing about them is that they're insane. Uh, also, another another. the Internet is an amazing place. Things keep reemerging. You've probably noticed this. Sometimes you get things you're like, wow, this is crazy. Then you discover that it's seven years old, something like that. Well, there is a, a thing that has made the rounds on the Internet again and again over the years and has been fact-checked as false repeatedly. And it continues to emerge, and a new thing emerged, on, I think, on Instagram uh, the last couple of days, claiming that Michelle Obama um, is a man, right, that Michelle Obama is a man. <laughs> and, the, uh, and the fact-checkers are angry about it. Conspiracy theories about Michelle Obama's gender spread on Twitter is you know old uh, things, and then they they keep coming back. And Politifact has a headline from from a couple of years ago: Michelle Obama was never a man. <laughs> that's a it's a good headline. Has anyone checked? Because you know I read yesterday that uh, Barack Obama's half brother in Africa um, posted on was that on Twitter? I think that was on Twitter that uh, that uh, Barack Obama is a gay man. That's it just his brother, so don't listen to him. Uh, you know, he didn't grow up with them or anything like that. So uh, we got that, and that's uh, that's kind of amusing. Uh, also, in Washington D.C., we have a uh, we have a football team, the uh, the Skins, the Redskins, and then they renamed them the Commanders, which is very militaristic and it reminds me of the patriarchy. So I don't like the Commanders, but uh, but I do like the patriarchy. The patriarchy is the greatest thing ever, you know. Without the patriarchy, honestly, if the patriarchy went away, went away a year from now, would there be electricity? What do you think? But we got a big thing going on. Cool song. But we got a we got a big thing going on in D.C. Um, the headline on the front page, above the fold, the Washington Times. Demolition Dan. Who's that about now? That's Dan Snyder. The uh, uh, today, at least, the owner of the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, and and the the team will likely change hands today, being sold uh, for six billion, slightly more than six billion dollars, biggest uh, NFL sale ever, and uh, he's an unusually unpopular person, demolition Dan Dan Snyder. I uh, I've got a question. Uh, If we took a poll, who do you think would be more popular? In sports, you know, when it comes to villains in sports. Uh, I want to know, who do you think would poll better? Dan Snyder or O.J. Simpson? O.J. Simpson or Dan Snyder? I'm not going to take an official poll, but I think I know the answer. Poor Dan. We're at 888-630-9625. Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Hope you stay healthy. God bless. Uh, OJ wants you to stay healthy. God bless. Whatever you do, uh, don't date his wife. right. Uh, Cause that's, I think we've learned that's frowned upon.
3: I got a little getting even to
2: do. So God bless. <laughs> take care. Got a little getting even to do. That could lead to bad things. OJ Simpson. Yep. Um, Front page of the Washington Times today: Demolition Dan, consolida—excuse uh, me—consolation prize for ruined legacy is six billion dollars. Dan Snyder stands to become billions of dollars richer on Thursday. That's the day, if the NFL, as expected, votes to approve Josh Harris's purchase of the Washington Commanders the once-storied franchise will sell for $6.05 billion. Now, that zero 5 is $50 million, right? <laughs> Which is pretty good. After years of controversies and scandals, the embattled Mr. Snyder will walk away from his life's dream with a return of almost 700% on the original $800 million he paid for the franchise in 1999. It was, of course, the Washington Redskins, and it was a great team. The $6.05 billion is a record price for an NFL franchise and quite a consolation prize for an owner leaving the league under extreme pressure. Although Mr. Snyder won't bear much of the financial penalties for his disastrous ownership tenure, he will pay a staggering amount for the damage to his legacy. You know, I guess he, he can afford to have a bad legacy now. Six billion, six billion dollars. You could buy a, you know, a big boat, you buy a nice airplane. <laughs> you do a uh, good, you know, somebody won the uh, the uh, the Powerball last night, right? Somebody won the Powerball and it was one billion dollars, one billion dollars. And today, uh, Dan Snyder wins <laughs> five billion dollars. 5.2 billion dollars over the purchase price, but it was you know 24 years ago that he bought the that he bought the team, so he got expected to appreciate over time. Uh, he's poised to go down in history as one of the worst owners in professional sports, if not the worst. Well, O.J. wasn't an owner uh, technically, but his reputation, uh, I think, suffered a bit too. Reviled by local fans, loathed on talk radio, and mocked across the league, Mr. Snyder is set to join the rogues gallery of disgraced former team owners. I'll tell you.
1: This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money, Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast.
2: I believe that I ran right over the clock back there, like uh, like the train at the end of uh, Silver Streak with Richard Pryor. Ran right through it. <clears throat> Michael Piercy said that uh, said that uh, he did it. He was uh, so wrapped by what I was talking about here. Sometimes he is sitting across from me in the studio, and sometimes it's uh, just like we're sitting here and he's listening to me, and he's like, "Oh wait, I forgot to look at the clock." <laughs> <laughs> and we run over the uh, run over the thing, but I was talking about Dan Snyder, the uh, at least today owner of the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, and he's selling the team. And it's expected that the NFL owners will approve this today. They have a vote, and they will approve Josh Harris taking over the Washington Commanders, buying it for six billion dollars, six billion fifty million dollars, but. That's a rounding error. Fifty million dollars in the purchase, and the Washington Times front page story, "Demolition Dan," is uh, pretty good stuff. It says, "Reviled by local fans, loathed." <laughs> You're reading the newspaper about yourself, and they've got words on the front page: "Reviled by local fans, loathed on talk radio." I don't loathe. I don't loathe uh, Dan Snyder. I'm sure he's a very nice person. <laughs> I do have a friend of mine who's a news cameraman. Um, his brother worked for Dan Snyder, I think, doing all the video production for the something like that for the Redskins. And uh, and he said uh, he always liked Dan. Dan was always a good guts. It's the only time I've ever heard that. But uh, <laughs> but I haven't. I met one person who met one person who uh, said good things about him. But uh, reviled and loathed on the front page and loathed on talk radio. That's uh, I don't know maybe sports talk radio. Hard to say. He's set to join the rogues' gallery of disgraced former team owners. Donald Sterling of basketball's Los Angeles Clippers and Marge Schott of baseball's Cincinnati Reds. Jerry Richardson of the Carolina Panthers. They're all reviled and loathed, apparently. No person has arguably damaged their professional sports team more than Mr. Snyder. Boy, this is a heck of a way to go out, you know. But as the headline says, the consolation prize for ruined legacy is six billion dollars, which would probably help you get over it a little bit, at least. Um, oh, also, uh, we have uh, uh, Kevin has uh, Kevin Tober, who uh, works uh, here with us on the Chris Plant Show and at the Media Research Center. He uh, has posted on our Twitter a poll, and you can vote on the Twitter. At the Chris Show Twitter, you can vote. Um, you know, who do you, who do you like more, uh, Dan Snyder or O.J. Simpson?
3: Damn, Jeffrey Tubin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least
3: Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying.
2: <laughs> Alex oh, got a point there. He's got a Jeffrey Tubout over at uh, CNN during their, their corporate Zoom call. Uh, uh, walking around, you know, you know the rest. So that's like that. The poll right now, uh, O.J. Simpson is winning, seventy-five percent to twenty-five percent on the uh, the poll on our Twitter. So you should weigh in. Just posted a few minutes ago on the, the Chris Plant Show Twitter. Uh, O.J. Simpson or Dan Snyder, who's your who's your fave?
3: <laughs> Let me just say to my fellow fathers out there, Happy Father's Day.
2: That's right, Happy Father. See, he didn't kill the kids. You know, so, sure, he killed their mother. <laughs> and, you know, that makes Father's Day more important to your kids when you're the only living parent because she killed their mother. That makes that does make Father's Day extra special, doesn't it? <laughs> I think so. Happy Father's Day. Get him a cutlery set for Father's Day, maybe a backyard barbecue utensils, something like that. What would you get if you're one of his kids? What would you get, Dad, for Father's Day? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> gloves. You know, because he, he ruined those gloves. Was, <laughs> he did. It was very expensive. Uh fancy. Let me get him a pair of Bruno Molly shoes. We know he likes those. All right, let's go uh let's go to the telephones. Um, let's see. Dot da, 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 Um, let's uh let's go to Jason calling from Bealton, Virginia. Jason, you're on the Chris Plant show. Good morning. Hey Jason. I just how are you? Very well, thank you.
3: Well, well, great. Hey, I just wanted to comment. I love the I love the radio show. Listen whenever I can, and I truly love your new Newsmax show. Uh, until you put Trump-hating rhinos like Santorum on there, Ooh. and it just reminds me of it. Just reminds me of Fox, and I just have to turn you off.
2: Oh, no so kidding! I, Is that right?
3: Yes, oh, yeah, I do, bud. but But uh, by the way, OJ, i in the in the conversation. Uh-huh. About the fault. <laughs> I just I just had to put that in there. The the hatred for him, he can't mask it, and it pours out of him. And I just have to turn it off. If I wanted that, I'd watch Fox.
2: Very interesting. Listen, I thank you for uh, for calling it and sharing that. I genuinely, I mean that. Um I'll uh, consider it market research. Uh Rick Santorum have the the panel show on uh on uh, it's 9 p.m. Eastern Monday through Friday on uh, Newsmax yes, and sir. and it's Good and you think it's a uh, and you think it's uh, uh an excellent show but you did object one night to Rick Santorum being on and he did uh, every night Rick Santorum's on there. Well not on my show though. <laughs> yeah, he was on your show. The other night, yeah, yeah, you said every night. Yeah, he was he was on one night. Oh, every
3: night he's on. Every night he's on. I turn it off. Oh, like I, this I, morning, I was watching, and and they had him come on. And I just flipped it off.
2: I see. So okay. I, well, yeah, that's fair enough. That's how we vote. That's,
3: that's how I vote now. That's yes. right.
2: Yeah, as consumers. Uh, yep. All right, buddy. You keep up to go work. Thanks, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, the uh, um, uh, you know, look, it's complicated out there. It's a, it's a it's a battlefield and it's a minefield. It's all kinds of fields. It's uh, lots of fields. Let's go to uh, let's go to Don calling from Saint Petersburg, Florida. Don, you're on the Chris Plant show. Chris, thanks
0: for giving a nationwide voice to all of my own opinions. I appreciate it. <laughs> you're welcome. Hey, listen, where's the outrage? Where is the outrage? During the Supreme Court uh, decision that overturned Roe v. Wade is about the time Washington gave a new name to their team. Doesn't anybody realize that the name they gave them is the same name the men had in the handmaid's tale who repressed all the women? (laughs) They were
2: called the commanders. Is that true?
0: Nobody seems to catch on to that.
2: I, I've never been Why a uh, Handmaid's Tale person. Well, listen,
0: believe me, I never read it, but I did enough research, and as an editor, I know I don't trust anything that's online. But at least a half a dozen sources confirmed that that was the name of the characters who suppressed all the women in the book. So I'm just wondering, what's the deal? And I'll leave you with this on O.J., if I may. Sure. It'll give you the rest of the day to talk about. O.J. was framed by the Colombians. He stumbled upon them as they were committing the act— and they turn to him. It explains everything. It explains his bloody footprints. It explains everything, because they told him, if you don't take this hit for us, we're coming after your kids. Now, what would you do?
2: See, that's exactly that's uh, that's perfectly good. I'd golf. I think I'd go golfing is what I'd probably do, and uh, then I'd go back and steal my own uh, sports memorabilia back. I'd. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anybody does a screenplay, because I gave up on it, I got too many other irons in the fire. But if anybody makes a profit on the screenplay, please give them my uh, contact number so they can share the profit.
2: I, it is. Uh, it's on the, on the handmaid's tale. And it is, yes, it's the commanders are the the terrible male oppressors of uh, presumably the handmaids in the handmaid's tale. Uh, that's, a, that's a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah, so Dan Snyder getting, uh, getting much richer today. And congratulations go out to Dan Snyder Uh, and go to uh, the Chris Plant Twitter page to vote in the poll um, who should be more popular. What's the question on the uh, thing? Because it just popped up while we were on the radio here that uh, you get to vote for O.J. Simpson or for Dan Snyder, the uh, for today, at least, owner of the Washington Commanders.
0: The phrasing of the question is in the world of sports today, who do people like more? Dan Snyder or O.J. Simpson. All right, see there you go. Currently, O.J. has got sixty-eight and a half percent of the vote.
2: Sixty-eight percent, and he was he had seventy-five a little while ago. So Dan Snyder's picking up some steam here. He could pull ahead any time now, <laughs> but but I doubt it. Okay, so we got that going for us. That is a uh, that is a remarkable story, and the 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 whole talk about your handmaid's tale, uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, thing, the the history of the. The Redskins, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. the modern history of the Redskins. Pretty amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Uh, let's go to, um, let's see, let's let's go back to the phones. Uh, Dagmoe is that correct? Dagmoe calling from Silver Spring, Maryland. I hope I got close. Yes,
4: yeah. you're very close, uh, Chris. Thanks for taking my call. Can you hear me well?
2: Yes, sir, I can.
4: All right. Well, this is not my first time calling in. Uh, We're actually on our way to the Montgomery County Board of Education protest that's taking place right now at 10 o'clock. If you remember, there was another one about a month ago um, for parents to have the right to opt out of uh, the curriculum that they're trying to force down um, children in the public schools with the LGBTQ um, agenda. Yes. So hopefully we're going to get out there and try to get our voices heard again, but... I truly believe that this is something, one issue that can bring everyone together and the Republican Party should be able to capitalize on this and reach out to most communities to bring people into the conservative movement.
2: Well, it's common sense, isn't it? And it's, um, you know, uh, Dagmar, We uh, just, uh, can't, they just can't leave the children alone, can't they? They can't leave anything alone. But when they started coming after the children, and kindergarten and uh, and first, second, third grade, I think that's where a lot of people drew the line. And uh, Dagma, we, I know that last month at the, and the media was very upset. You probably saw this. The media was very upset. Yes. Because Muslim groups, Christian groups uh, came together and, and you know, uh, uh, atheist, uh, non religious people uh, came together to object. Uh, and originally in Montgomery County, they have the LGBTQQ plus, uh, curriculum for the children. And then the parents were able to secure, perhaps like you, able to secure an opt out so that you could, uh, you know, they had to send home something to approve that, oh, I want my kid to be converted and have their gender stripped away or something. And a lot of parents opted out. And, and a lot of them, Dagma, we were, were uh, uh, parents of faith, but not all of the parents that opted out were uh, were people of faith. They just thought that it was crazy, so they opted out. And then the school board, in their infinite wisdom and in their authoritarian fashion, said, well, no more opt-out. Isn't that what happened?
4: Exactly. And the craziest thing is that all we're asking for is, just like everybody has their own rights you know they have their rights let them exercise that right give us the right to say yes or no give us a choice to say yes or no for our own children and I mean it's to the point where you saw in in several cities like New York and others last month where they were chanting we are coming for your children so this is I mean it's, it's really getting out of hand at this point
2: yes it is it certainly is and um yeah, and I'm glad you're standing up to it. I'm glad you're standing up to them and and standing up uh, uh, against the the madness. Now, um, are you uh, are you originally from the United States? Or are you an immigrant to the United States?
4: Um, I am. myself and my uh, parents were immigrants. My children are first-generation Americans. Uh Um, We are from Ethiopia. Um, As you know, there's a a very large Ethiopian community in Montgomery County. Uh Um, And, um, you know, we, we left our countries and came here because we left our families, everything that we had, because America gives you that freedom of religion, freedom of speech. You have the right to be free as a human being. But all those rights that we find we we love dearly are honestly just being stripped away from us. Because if you say, you know, my faith doesn't allow this, I don't want my children to learn about this. And if you're being told no, then that fundamental reason that we came here for is literally being stripped away from us.
2: Well, they don't respect your religious liberties, do they? And we're talking about, let me, uh, you know what I will say, but who do you think it is that is, uh stripping away your religious freedoms
4: well there's only two parties in this country two major parties um chris and it's only one that that's moving heaven and earth to to put this front center main agenda and that's the democrat party and the sad part is that a lot of immigrants are not aware of this and they still go turn around and they give their votes to the democrat party so I'm hoping to get them as much involved as I can to to try to get the word out there. You know, it's just the Democrat Party has really, really gone unhinged at this point.
2: Yes, they really have. And I'm I'm very appreciative, and I thank you for uh, noticing and for paying attention. You know, there was this uh, Montgomery County School Board member, a, a radical Democrat, Kristen Mink, who at the uh, rally last month, where the Muslim families, the Christian families were together, she came out and uh, smeared the Muslim families.
1: This issue has unfortunately put it, it does put uh, some, not all, of course, some Muslim families, on the same side of an issue as white supremacists and oh, outright bigots, and you know there. Are, however, <laughs> the the. Uh, the
2: folks who have talked to here today, I would not put in the same category as those folks. Uh, Kristen Mink, uh, Dagmah, uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that didn't go over very well.
4: It didn't, um, and she wasn't the first one either. If you remember uh, the, the gentleman, I don't know his name at, at the top of my head, from the Coalition of Virtue, um, they called him um, a white supremacist. And this man is a Muslim immigrant speaking out just saying that I don't want my children to learn this kind of stuff at this age. So, and this is just crazy. I mean, to call a Muslim man that's standing up for his faith and saying that I don't want to learn this, I don't want to hear about this, a white supremacist. I mean, if that's not idiotic, I don't know what is, Chris.
2: And standing up for his religious liberties in the United States of America. And, uh, you know, you nailed it, Dagmar. uh, Listen, I, I hope to uh, meet you in person. You're in Montgomery County. I'm in Washington, D.C. I'll look forward to, to running into you uh, one of these days. And uh, God bless you. And thank you for, for standing up for, for our American rights and for our liberties. I, I appreciate that very much. God bless you.
0: You're listening to The Chris
1: Plant Show.
2: I also love this, uh, the uh, the fake outrage over Jason Aldean's music video. The, um, the Democrats are, are pro-crime, and if you have an anti-crime song, which this song is, then the Democrats will lash out against you. Try that in a small town. It's number one on iTunes. You know what's uh, number two on iTunes? Uh, the Tracy Chapman uh, reboot, right? Uh, you got a fast car, that uh, thing, and, uh, Tra- and they became very angry because uh, a country music guy redid Tracy Chapman's song. Luke Combs. Yeah, Luke Combs, and, uh, and uh, you know, you got a fast car and all that stuff, and. And Tracy Chapman did the song decades ago, and it was a huge hit, and it was everywhere. And then Luke Combs redid the song recently, and the left became furious. They became furious with him because they said, she is a black lesbian woman of color, LGBTQ POC and uh, WOC, and you can't be successful with her song. And uh, to her credit, she's fine with it. She's a... I, I saw a comment from her a statement from her. She's like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm glad uh, people are liking the song. It's great." And I don't know. I assume she gets you know something for the for the effort, right? And it's uh, great. But here's the thing: that song, the Luke Combs song, is number two on iTunes. All right. And you know what is on and off uh, number one at the theaters? Um, the Sound of Freedom, which the left is waging war against because they're in favor of child sex trafficking. And if you're against child sex trafficking, then they're against you. Jason Aldean, if you're against street crime, then they're against you. Luke Combs did a song, perfectly good song, did a nice job with it. They're against him. And uh, Jason Aldean, number one on iTunes. Luke Combs, number two on iTunes. And Sound of Freedom, number one at the theater.
1: John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Tylus and Callaway and no, and no, and right. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra effort? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? You pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on a sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen.